the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, fancy meeting you here. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Hey, thanks for coming along today. It's chilly out there, but uh, it is chilly. working on a second cup of coffee here. Kath, good to see you in your Terrific. spare room. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Happy to you be know, in the spare room. Working from home has its advantages and its disadvantages. Because, <laughs> you know... You can't leave true. the family behind. I mean, you, you like cannot right leave the family behind. And I have to say that tomorrow I'm having new windows installed in this very room. Okay. So the broadcasting first. Right, right. And so I, I'm hoping that all of this is like finished by the time by showtime, right? Because it kind of it does take a little bit of energy and uh time to set this gig up, this rig that we yeah. use. And it, of course, has to be all dissembled tonight so that the uh, window installers can come in and do their magic here. Right. Uh, I'm not quite sure what this is going to be like. Well, if it doesn't work, it'll be either the worst or the greatest long-form commercial for the window <laughs> installers ever. Right? You'll either be praising them tomorrow at this time or you'll right. be very upset and they'll be like hanging over your shoulder with drills. Right. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I I. I never tell anyone uh, before they do work in my house that I work in radio mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't want them to, you know, treat me no, any no, differently, no. any better or any worse right. than anyone else just uh, based on our position here. And, but it's always interesting to see what happens when, you know, if they find out later, mm-hmm. oftentimes they think, well, maybe should we pay, pay more attention? A little surcharge on there, the <laughs> broadcaster surcharge, right? Oh, gosh. All right, Kath, at uh, six minutes past the four o'clock hour, I believe it's time now for the top four at four. Alrighty, John, Mike, for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Number one, the House of Representatives is ready to vote this evening to formally call on Vice President Mike Pence to strip President Trump of his duties by invoking the 25th Amendment. According to The New York Times, the vote comes a day after House Democrats introduced an article of impeachment charging the president for his role in inciting the mob that attacked the Capitol last week. President Trump is denying any wrongdoing, and House Republicans are trying to figure out how to respond to accusations that he incited the violence. Some Republican congressional reps are supporting tonight's resolution. Some say they're open to voting with Democrats to impeach Mr. Trump should Mr. Pence choose not to act. Now, for his part, Mr. Trump spoke to reporters for the first time in days and criticized Democrats for seeking to impeach him, calling it, quote, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in the history of politics. He said the move was, quote, causing tremendous anger, but called for no violence as concerns mount about the possibility of more protests around Inauguration Day, quote, They've analyzed my speech, my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody just thought it was totally appropriate. End quote. The president said. Number two, 
According to the Wall Street Journal, the Trump administration is releasing second doses of coronavirus vaccines that had been held back for booster shots and is urging states to administer the vaccine to anyone over age 65 and people with pre-existing health conditions, which is a shift from its earlier guidance to give priority to doses for health care workers. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, more than 25.4 million doses of vaccine have been distributed, but only 8.9 million Americans so far have received a shot. Number three, good news for all ye Pittsburgh sports fans who are clinically depressed after Sunday night's Steeler debacle. The Pens are back tomorrow night. Puck drops at 5.30. 5.30 p.m. in Philadelphia when the Pens take on the hated Flyers. And in other interesting hockey news, the NHL announced it will hold two games in the outdoors this season on a rink in Lake Tahoe. Vegas will play Colorado February 20th. Boston faces Philadelphia February 21st on temporary ice set up on the 18th hole at Edgewood, which is site of the annual American Century Championship Celebrity Golf Tournament. Talk about mixing your sports metaphors. And number four, Alabama's at the top of the college football heap today after winning the championship last night, 52-24 over the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith was amazing. Had a big night, was named the offensive MVP. But overall, I got to say, I'm just over college football. I turned it off at the half. I'm just tired of seeing all the same teams play every year. I mean, why can't we have a tournament like every other professional? Anyway, that's your top four at four. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's quite a lot going on. There. Isn't it? Holy smokes. How yeah. about outside hockey, though? That's something to look forward to. I love to watch outside hockey. Did you say they were going to play in Edgewood? Well, <laughs> up, up by the Kogos. <laughs> You're going to play by the Kogos. Up by Alpine. That's going to be good. Yeah. Mm. That's such a classic Ginza response yeah. that everything has to be like unbelievably <laughs> it, it, around here. Well, it's, you said Edgewood, so I'm thinking <laughs> the uh, pens are up there. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's the deal? So the NHL or the... Uh, NHL is now going to adopt the NFL's weird time starts. So we're going to be playing hockey at 2.30 on a Wednesday. Mike, do you know anything about that? Like, what the heck? Why are we playing at 5.30 on Wednesday? I have, I have no clue about that. I, actually, that's actually news to me. But uh, I I don't know why they would want to do that. I feel like I they would either. lose a lot of uh, viewers. I don't know. I mean, that's All I can say is maybe, maybe they're trying to do two games yep. a night. Sure, probably. Makes sense, right? Yeah. You know, so maybe they have an early game and a late game. Well, I'm not going to be opposed to that. I'll watch two hockey games. Right. I mean, I'll watch right. anything but football at this point because I need to scrub whatever <laughs> happened Sunday night out of seriously. my brain. I seriously, I do not think I can watch football this weekend. Oh, no. I think I'm going to do a virtual the first tour. half last night. I kind of wanted to see no, what happened. I didn't but see aren't it. you tired of seeing the same teams in college yep. football yes. championship every year? Well, it's kind of like saying I'm tired of seeing the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Well, right? I am. I was also very tired yeah, of that. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a look at the world. Uh, why don't we take a break? Uh, okay. In our despair, you should know that uh, goodness still grows. Of course, you know that. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes with Amy Peterson, where goodness still grows. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. WORD. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, it's time for another story from Bernard about Bernard. Uh, Let's call this uh, The Girl in the Sink. It's a story about Bernard's childhood. Fill me with popcorn and call me Cracker Jack. And it's not about washing windows. Wait, somebody dies? Will they find Mary Beth? Can Bernard help? 
Find out on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. All the online Christmas shopping this year had me too quick to double-click. Just too easy to spend money. I had a checkout cart with five golden rings, four calling birds, and three Chia Pets. If you, too, let your Christmas cheer spread a bit too far and you're tired of being stretched financially, tired of the constant credit card stress, and you're curious if a refinance or cash-out refinance would help, know that we're a faith and family mortgage team committed to Word FM. It sounds so radio commercial to say, but it really is true that mortgage rates have gone from historically low levels to somehow even a bit lower as of late leaving millions of Americans with the potential opportunity to either lower your monthly payment a couple hundred bucks or cash out a chunk of equity that's sitting in your home to use for life. If you'd like to see what that would look like for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. Nice. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Happy to have you with us today. Streaming live on Facebook if you'd like to watch the show, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Our podcast always available wherever you get your podcasts. And we welcome to the program Amy Peterson. Amy's a writer and teacher, author of Dangerous Territory, My Misguided Quest to Save the World. Amy, welcome back. Oh, hi. Um, I think you, I'm sorry, you might have the wrong wrong Amy. Um, this is Amy Peeler, not Amy Peterson. Amy, we're super happy to talk to you, but we were looking for Amy Peterson, but what? it's always good to hear I your voice. <laughs> when I answered the phone, I thought, oh my goodness, I didn't know this was happening today. So, <laughs> Oh, what a surprise. Well, Amy, let's say Happy New Year again, and we hope to talk soon, okay? We'll, we'll say goodbye now. Absolutely. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> sure. Look, Amy Beverage Peeler right there. I'm suspecting. <laughs> well, how the heck did that happen? Surprised to hear from us at the ride home. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I, I guess the only thing we can do is take a break and uh, try to regroup. Okay. What? We'll, we'll try to find contact information for Amy Peterson, another Amy P. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe, can we, maybe Amy Poehler is available. Can we find Mike, her? Take us out of here, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Terrific. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. The Tuesday edition. Of the Ride Home. home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the Ride Home. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call one 800 391 You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. If I'm not commuting anymore... Where do I really want to live? While you handle life's questions, Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move with the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Has your child swallowed your medicine, your laundry detergent, your nail polish remover? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you inhaled paint thinner, glue, pesticides? Call the Poison Helpline. Have a question about a dose, a fume, something your kid just drank? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Looking for an easier way to find your next call center or accounting job? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of more than 830 locations to support any job search. And there's never a fee. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com. The WordFM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at Radio.com. Patchy clouds expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 28. We'll see periods of clouds and sunshine for tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 42. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night. We'll see a low of 32. Thursday, mostly cloudy skies. We'll reach a high Thursday of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Part two. Like to try this again. As I said, if you'd like to 
listen to that last very short segment we had when we had uh, you know some difficulty. You can always go back and listen to our podcast at the Ride Home with John and Kathy wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we are streaming right now live on Facebook. If you'd like to watch the show, go to Facebook and then go to the Ride Home with John and Kathy. But now we're happy to welcome Amy Peterson back to the show. Amy's a writer and teacher, author of Dangerous Territory: My Misguided Quest to Save the World. Amy, welcome back. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure, Amy. Hey, Amy, uh, I love the uh, introduction to your brand new work because you, you paint uh, an image of a family, uh, which I'm sure at one point in America, there were millions and millions of us, that you were one of five kids, that uh, you had uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman and Amy Grant on your <laughs> CD player, you watched Adventures in Odyssey, you knew your Bible verses, you know, you, you were part of the culture, and at the same time, there were some things that were untoward, and you tried to stay away from them as well. But uh, what I really love is you talk about your dad, that every night after dinner, your dad would pull out the Book of Virtues, a treasury of great moral stories, read a selection, and you would talk about that. And, and in many ways, this work that you've just produced is sort of an echo of that, but a lot deeper in a way. Yeah, that's exactly right. I grew up in a, you know, a strong evangelical Christian family, and I'm really so deeply grateful for that heritage. But in the last few years, I've felt confused by what seems to be a lot of evangelicals just abandoning the virtues and the morals that they once prized and that they taught me to prize. Um, and, and I've been trying to figure out what to do with that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about those virtues and those morals. And, and, and you know, I'm not, I don't even know, really, maybe, you know, your, your insight is deeper that there perhaps hasn't been an abandonment of them so much so, but maybe a watering down, I guess, might be a better assessment, mm. at least from, from my perspective. But but can you talk about those? I mean, those morals, those virtues, you know, top of mind, what are the things that come to your mind when you think about those? Well, what really spurred this book for me, um, and the book is called Where Goodness Still Grows, Reclaiming Virtue in an Age of Hypocrisy. And I started writing it in 2016 because I was a teenager in Arkansas when Bill Clinton was impeached. And I remember being deeply moved by the Christian leaders who said that character mattered in our leaders. Virtue mattered, fidelity, faithfulness, family. And so I was so confused in 2016, especially after um, some Trump came, some tapes came out where then-candidate Trump was using some pretty terrible language to describe the way he related to women. And yet so many Christian leaders felt that they could still support him. And I was confused. Why was the behavior in Clinton unacceptable, but in Trump we were willing to overlook it? And and so, so some of those values, like caring about family and marriage, um, staying faithful to one person over a lifetime, caring about the truth, telling the truth. It seemed to me that evangelicals were willing to overlook some things that they used to not be willing to overlook. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you know the answer to your own question, because I'm sure you've talked to tons of people who would say, well, that the reason that they did that is because they felt like the president was on their side as far as social issues like abortion. And they thought, well, you know what? Um, Not everybody's perfect. I don't want him to be the pastor of my church, but I'm okay with him leading the country. What do you say to that? 
Yeah, I, I have definitely heard that. I guess I don't understand why that argument wasn't being made about Clinton. Um, But but the the greater thing is, I think what we've seen, especially in the last week, is that character does matter. And when you're electing an official, you're not electing the pastor of your church. But, you know, the, the book of Proverbs tells us that when the righteous are in leadership, the country is happy. And I think we've seen in the last week the the results of choosing to throw our support behind a man who is not righteous but promises sort of a quid pro quo if you vote for me I'll I'll get you that supreme court justice well he did deliver that supreme court justice but he delivered an awful lot of other things as well Amy Peterson's talking with us, where goodness still grows, reclaiming virtue in an age of hypocrisy. So, uh, Amy, talk to us uh, about the virtues that are important to you. I mean, uh, each chapter in Where Goodness Still Grows, you talk about lament and kindness and hospitality, purity, modesty. There had to be a deep dive into all of these virtues. Yeah, um, it it was so fun diving into these virtues. Because I really do think that what we're all longing for is embodied goodness in our lives. That's something that I think God created us to long for. And, um, and you know, you, you mentioned that I grew up reading the Book of Virtues. And one of the things I found as I returned to the Book of Virtues as an adult is that it sort of watered down the virtues. And even when some Bible stories are included in there, it sort of waters down the Bible stories, um, takes away some of the stakes and the drama and even the emotional language to turn it into sort of an easily digestible moral tale. And one of the things I loved about reexamining these virtues like kindness is I grew up with this one idea, kindness is being nice, right? Right. And then I realized there's so much more to the virtue of kindness. It's related to the word kinship. Kindness is about recognizing our kinship with others, even with people we disagree with, um, with, with people on all sides of all issues. We still have kinship as humans. And how can we treat each other with brotherly and sisterly love? That's a very different question than just how can we be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. So kind, kindness was one of the first uh, virtues that I turned to. But really before I turned to the virtues, I started this book off with lament. Because I think before we talk about trying to be good, it's important that we lament the ways in which we have failed. And lament is something that is not easy for a lot of Christians. We want to sort of jump to... Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Mm-hmm. But scripture offers us a strong tradition of lamenting and crying out to God, lamenting in repentance, lamenting in sadness and anger. And I sense among a lot of younger Christians, especially a need to do that and a need even to see their leaders publicly lamenting the things that have gone wrong in our church and in our society before mm-hmm. we start moving towards building okay. something new. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. So let's, can, can we break down lament a little bit? Because if you say people are unfamiliar with it or unwilling, in some ways it might be because they're unfamiliar with it, or some people might think that lament is despair and that that would be dishonoring to God. Absolutely. Um, I think there's a difference between lament and despair. And I think um, 
Well, it's going to be hard to cover in a few minutes. And so hopefully people can turn to the book if they're interested in learning more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but I do think one reason that we don't lament is because we don't truly hope. We don't truly believe that, that change is possible. Um, We've sort of given up on that and become content with the status quo. But when we lament, we say that the status quo is not okay. There are things that are so wrong in this world, and we call on God to fix them. It may be that for those of us who have some measure of financial comfort and stability, it's hard for us to lament because we're used to being able to take care of most of our problems on our Mm -hmm. own. Mm -hmm. And so we've sort of lost this habit of turning to God to take care of our problems. Mm Yes, and I would also say, Amy, that lament requires a, a deeper measure of introspection. And, you know, yeah. in our in our hyper-click mm-hmm. society, we are unable and unwilling to engage in contemplative thought. I mean, you know, even as we speak right now, there are thousands of men and women around the world who live in silence, who live in contemplative lives. And that's certainly a, a good model, uh, at least in some point throughout the day, for us to have internally. But we just can't or won't. We've lost that um, that discipline. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to be able to sit in silence and to move more slowly, to listen to other people more slowly. I think, you know, I think practicing lament can help us love our neighbors better because when we take the time to stop and be with those who are grieving, as Scripture tells us to do, weep with those who weep. Uh, that can open us up to empathy, and empathy is really a powerful foundation for change. We're talking to Amy Peterson. Uh, Amy's been doing some work in uh, moral virtues, um, where goodness still grows, reclaiming virtue in an age of hypocrisy. So, Amy, let's talk about authenticity. Um, Again, you know, it's easy to point the finger at the boogeyman, which, you know, we live in a deeply inauthentic age. And whether it's, you know, our lack of lament, which is, uh, I would, you know, hinge on the hyper society that we live on. I also believe that our lack of authenticity is from that same age and the root of the same sort of sin that, you know, it's easy for us to post the smiling photos of our family, but we don't show, you know, the, the darker side of our families. And whether it's, you know, our immediate family or our church family or our nation, right? We cannot look at authenticity and say, that's us. We've, we've lost mm-hmm. something in that translation. Mm. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, there's, a, there's a lot that we try to hide or mask on social media, and, and that's a problem. I also think we have a problem of connecting authenticity to spontaneity. So like, we think if someone is sort of like giving us a very emotional, spontaneous, telling it like it is, Oh, that's good. message, uh-huh. then they must be being authentic. <laughs> right. I get I that. Yeah. 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 yeah um, and if someone's, I, do, if someone's think... doing something pre-prepared, that means they're inauthentic. Right. <laughs> right. In fact, you know, when I first started applying for jobs, I would not prepare for my job interviews because I wanted to be authentic. <laughs> I How'd wanted go? to be able to give us, it did not go well. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> and then I realized I could actually represent myself more authentically if I really prepared in advance. <laughs> but, you know, when we see a politician, for instance, giving remarks and we can tell that they're prepared in advance, we think they're inauthentic. 
But if we mm-hmm. see a politician speaking and he seems to be sort of off the cuff, then we think, oh, he's really telling it like it is. Right. Uh, also, we feel that way, I think, about pastors. Mm, that's true. You know, the guy that comes so, out in the ripped jeans who kind of like, you know, seems like he's making it up as it goes along, then he's he's telling the real story. But, you know, the guy who's in the robe, he's shaky. Those ripped jeans, mm. they're, they'll get you every time, won't they? <laughs> yeah, they they're conveying, the, so they're conveying the only true authenticity we've got. <laughs> yeah, Amy said they seem so real, don't they? <laughs> right. <laughs> the fascinating thing I found about authenticity is that it's actually practicing that makes you more authentic. And I think with our identity in Christ, Scripture tells us to put on Christ, like, a, like, like clothes, like clothing. We put on Christ. And the more we practice doing that, the more we practice living into this role that we've been given, the more authentic it becomes to us. And that's a, I, I think that's just such an important mental shift for us to make when we think about authenticity, is that it's something that's practiced and rehearsed, and we do it over and over again. We say the same prayers every week, and, and that's important, actually. It's important to say the Lord's Prayer over and over again, because that's forming something authentic and real in you. Amy Peterson, where yeah. goodness still grows, reclaiming virtue in an age of hypocrisy. All right, Amy. So, of course, time is condensed here, but don't, you know, don't leave us, you know, um, in despair. Give us a measure of hope, <laughs> right? Because we are people of the word and, and we are people who know and love the Lord. So by that very nature, if we claim Christ as our own, then, of course, there is hope beyond us. Absolutely. And you know that this book starts with a chapter on lament and the final chapter in it is called hope. And so you're reading my mind there. Um, We have hope because we believe in a God who is a God of resurrection. God brings life from death. And so even if we look around and we think things are falling apart and the church is dying, that's no problem for us. This is exactly what God does. He brings life from death. And God promises to make all things new. That is where our hope is. Now, before we go, before we go, you opened this interview talking about my childhood growing up, listening to Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, But (laughs) your listeners may be even more familiar with my childhood than you realize, because they may be listening to my dad every morning at nine o'clock. My dad is Bob Lapine of Family Life Today. What? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, today is his birthday. He's what? now officially old enough to retire. So I just wanted to w- wish him a quick oh. happy birthday on air. Holy happy smokes. birthday, Bob Lapine. I mean, as soon as you say that, you hear your dad's voice in your head. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now listen, we, we hung out with your dad. Oh, we yeah. We hung out with your dad. He at, came to uh, Pittsburgh for an event. Yeah, and we we were at a luncheon. We hung out with him. He was very badly behaved. I remember that he was making (laughs) he was making jokes at inappropriate times. And uh, and your name may have come up, although we did not know it. Mm -hmm. He may have invoked you. That sounds like him. That sounds like Mm -hmm. him. I can't deny it. (laughs) That's awesome. We'll tell your dad we said hi. Fabulous. Happy birthday, Bob Lapine. Amy, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us today. Love the work. Thank you. Where goodness still grows, reclaiming virtue in an age of hypocrisy, Amy Peterson, daughter of Bob Lapine. That's not on her business card, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. 
101.5 WORD. Do you know Satan has a base of operations on earth? We don't know where it is today, but Jesus revealed where Satan's headquarters were in the early days of the church. This week on Through the Bible, we discover in Revelation where Satan ruled then, and we may even glean where his throne is now. Hop aboard the Bible bus and find out more. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Investors, are you seeking steady cash flow? Ready to diversify? NRIA has grown to be one of the nation's leading specialists and offers 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses targeted at 18 to 21%. That's right. You could receive steady 10% return monthly payments with bonuses. As their slogan says, they specialize in realty investing done right. You can even use your 401k or IRA to invest. NRIA's 15-year track record and $1.2 billion in new construction development backs you. Learn how you can invest in this hard asset real estate cash flow fund today and receive 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses. This is something savvy investors should research and consider. Call now, 800-700-7459. That's 800-700-7459. Or visit NRIA.net. An offer to buy or sell any security is only made by our private placement memorandum. Read it first. See us at NRIA.net. Here's some great... News. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, You could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. some odd reason, Kath and I uh, have compiled lists of all the jobs that we've ever earned a paycheck from. Well, that's not strong. I mean, that's, that's usually called like a resume. Mm, well, this is different because it's is really it? just a list. I mean, if I went in, you know, for a job interview, you I wouldn't, wouldn't list sit talking Christmas tree on your talk, resume. No, no factory mm-hmm. worker or time life book salesperson or any of the, I right. have 38 different jobs, I believe somewhere in that ballpark that I've earned a paycheck from. Now, some of them have been glorious. I love this job. Other things like, you know, rolling on the floor at 6 a.m. and measuring pipe within uh, a sixteenth of an inch. I hated that job. And I smelled like pipe. And believe me, pipe has a very distinct smell. (laughs) 
Now, Kath, you're the same way. You've had some great jobs and some horrible jobs. Yeah, I have had some great jobs. I mean, I had a I had a job at one point that I was um, I was helping uh, my friend Mel to um, to keep uh, human organs in uh, the correct buckets in the pathology department here at the uh, University of Pittsburgh. Good job. And huh? uh, you know, you're in the middle of that job one day, and you're thinking, "How did I get to this place? How How about that?" Yeah. Was there one ad for that job? There wasn't. I mean, when I took it, I didn't realize that was part of the gig. Yeah. Well, Russell Gerland is with us. Russ is an author of Emmanuel Labor, God's Presence in Our Profession, a Biblical, Theological, and Practical Approach to the Doctrine of Work. Uh, But Russ is here to talk to us about when you're in a spirit-crushing job. And Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sean and Kathy. What a great opportunity to talk to folks in Pittsburgh. been a while since I've driven through Pennsylvania, like decades. So wow, okay, glad well, I had the opportunity to reach out to some some good folks. Yeah, well, we're glad to hear from you, Russ. And there are a ton of people who are in jobs right now that are kind of soul crushing. And in in addition, and I don't know if we want to talk about this sometime in our conversation as well, is there are people who are at home now, been working at home and feel like, hey, this is causing me to rethink the job that I had. And now I might want to get into a different line of work, but they're feeling kind of paralyzed and how do you do it and blah, blah, no. blah. So first of all, let's talk about those, um, the emotions, the physical stress of being in a job that's just not working for you. Wow, what a great place to start. Um, absolutely. The, the soul crushing, I think, is a, a great term. I, I have to give credit to the Gospel Coalition, who, who titled my article that just came out last week about this. Um, you know, should I remain in a job that crushes my spirit? Because absolutely, um, you feel lost. You feel like your skills aren't being used. Right. Um, feel like you're wasting your time. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like you're down a, a dead end. And you don't know how you could turn around and get back. Um, it absolutely is draining. And I can flash back very, very quickly to about 20 years ago when I was an Army recruiter, young staff sergeant working out of my college town in Fort Collins, Colorado. It was absolutely devastating. I, I couldn't recruit my way out of a paper bag. I couldn't meet the numbers they wanted and the, mm. the stress it was. And the night uh, I called a dead girl on the phone. Because uh, <laughs> the, the the directory we were using was just based on the, the high school yearbook, and I had a list of names, and we just plugged away at some phone numbers, and and evidently she had passed uh, since oh. the, uh, she had graduated. So that was pretty much the end of that experience, and thankfully God delivered me from that. Okay, so Russ, that's a great story then. So that low point, and I think everybody who's been in a bad job mm-hmm. has that right, bottom sure. scraping moment where you raise the white flag and say, I don't care what it's going to take, get me out of here. So <laughs> whenever that, yeah, so there was that low point. What were you thinking and what were you praying? Oh, I was doing a lot of praying. I was definitely uh, looking for, you know, deliverance, and, and God I don't know where I got this illustration. It's kind of like you're a marble in a bowl. You know, God's either going to re- stick his hand in there and pull you out of it, or he'll tip the bowl so that you kind of roll on out of it. Or, or he'll be with you as you're in it and you're circling around the bottom of this bowl. But either way, uh, God will either you know, change you or change the circumstances. So um, I was I was praying for deliverance, looking you know for help to try to get better and handle this job. But uh, it was pretty much a dead end. And, um, you know, looking back later, it was obvious that God brought me out uh, after 16 months, the uh, experiment in, in sales that didn't go so well. But God had to bring me to our next assignment in Fort Hood, Texas, where I was smack dab in the middle of uh, 
a movement of getting a hundred and some odd soldiers to, to promise keepers, December of 95. And I would have missed that if I had stayed on recruiting for three years. Mm. Okay. So you're seeing that you're, there are benefits to be gained when you take that step. Okay. Let's talk about it from a biblical perspective. Um, what do the scriptures have to tell us about vocation? What do the scriptures have to tell us about the kind of careers we pick or whether we're, you know, Paul talks about whether you, you are paid for them or not. I mean, he talks about all sorts of things regarding vocation. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, done some study as I was pursuing my master's degree with Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. I found over 300 uh, scriptures that talk about vocation in the Bible, mm. Old and New Testament, extremely eye-opening. Um, and the first thing we see is in Genesis and what we call the uh, the cultural mandate or the creation mandate where God, uh, before he's about to create Adam and Eve in, on day one, uh, you know, he says, uh, you know, you know, you're going to be, humans are going to be made in God's image and they're going to be uh, used to expand my creation, basically, and he makes them uh, partners with him in his mission to expand the creation. So that's the first place we see a good uh, biblical foundation there. So each one of us uh, as Christians um, have have skills that we were born with, skills we develop along the way, and God has a place for us. Um, talk the Bible. Uh, Paul talks about uh, spiritual gifts, and we often think that only applies to the work in the church. But actually, mm-hmm. some of the, the strengths we have obviously can be used in the workplace. My okay. my uh, gift of teaching and encouragement I use on a daily basis. Excellent. Russ Gerland's with us. We're talking about uh, jobs that are soul crushing. So, Russ, let's go back to the uh, the practicality of it because people are listening right now. And I'm sure they're nodding their head and thinking, "Yeah, this makes a lot of sense." But that moment where you know I've got to make a change until you spring ahead and do something, a lot has to take place in between those two moments, doesn't it? Absolutely, and I think the place to start is to just seek ye first the kingdom of God. I mean, that's the the whole. My whole philosophy and, and theology of, of, of work uh, wraps itself in the fact that God is with us in our work. And that's where I came up with that rather amusing term, at least amusing to me, Emmanuel <laughs> labor, because I was I was scraping, um, I don't know how many uh, tiles cemented to my kitchen floor, and it was manual labor. It was horrible work, dusty, dirty, sweaty. I had to take all these tiles off to get ready for laminate flooring. And I said, this is manual labor. And I said, no, no, it's Emmanuel labor because God is present with me. I'm working with him. He's working through me to get this done. He's giving me the strength and wisdom to do it so that we can make uh, laminate flooring and make our house look nicer and be more hospitable to our family and friends. So the idea that God is with us and at every step of the way, God is with us as we find work as we work to handle our employers, to handle all the challenges that we face, the things that the, the Genesis called thorns and thistles. And I've done a lot of exploration ex- explanation in my book on what that really means on a day-to-day basis. It basically means that work is harder than it needs to be. It's, right. it's more difficult. It's unproductive. It's fruitful because of sin, not just Adam and Eve's sin, but my sin, the sin of my coworkers, the sin of my bosses, and just sin in this fallen world that we live in. So work is going to be hard, but the fact we always have to think, come back to that God is with us in it and uh, give us, we seek him to pray for wisdom as James 1, 5 tells us. We're talking to Russ Gerline. He's a civilian working with the U.S. Army at Fort Leonard Wood, but we're talking about the book that he wrote called Emmanuel Labor, God's Presence in Our Profession. Okay, so um, I want to talk about what you call a holy 
dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's H-O-L-Y. And um, he said that you say in your article that we should pay attention when we are, quote, wholly dissatisfied with our work. Talk about what that means. Well, I, I'm glad you asked that. The, uh, I have to give my wife credit for that that phrase. I think um, she or a friend of hers came up with that concept. And I I, I think it certainly, um, it, it, it's recognizing the fact that we have new hearts in Christ. Um, we, we tend to hear, don't follow your heart, you know, because it could be sinful and deceived. Mm-hmm. The Bible does tell us that, but you, you can't forget that we, we are transformed when we become Christians. We are changed from the inside out. We have this new relationship with God and, and we, yes, we have the flesh and our hearts and minds are part of that, but there's a renewal that takes place. We're new creatures in Christ. So we feel things differently. We think things differently, especially as we grow in maturity and read the word and fellowship with others and, and act on our faith and, and just walk with God over the decades. And I just hit my 45 years ago, I became a Christian as a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that holy dissatisfaction, to get back to that, is is just listening to your heart. And it's it's that uh, agony that you see in the Psalms sometimes where, you know, David's just crying out and just things are all around him as the king, as the, you know, charge of, of, of the Israelites. And he's being attacked and being, um, you know, even by his own family, um, just just not happy. And he, he cries out to God and just to look for him uh, to his, to, to be his rock, to be his protection, uh, to, to get him through this. So we got to pay attention to that. And, and, and maybe, um, you know, like I said, we can either be changed or and sometimes we just need to be more patient, perhaps more content um, and stick it out because God has put us in this place at this time for, for a variety of purposes. Uh, to represent him right where we're at. Um, but it, it's not a marriage. Your job is not a lifetime commitment. You don't have to stay. Your journeys ex- uh, illustrate that well as, you know, also every job that you've ever had has brought you to this place. Sure you have that understanding and those skills. And right now you're effective because you have all this, this background and you can relate to so many different kinds of people because of the, the thorns and thistles that are unique to each job that you have held. So you can relate to a variety of people and sure. identify what, what they're going through. That's so good. Russ, you're saying that if you are dissatisfied in your work, pay attention to it because it could be a sign that maybe, not definitely, but maybe God is moving you on to another place. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Interesting. Well, Russ, thanks an awful lot. I mean, you've offered some hope and encouragement here for our listeners. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, John, for the opportunity. Yes, appreciate our pleasure. Russell Gerlin, his work, Emmanuel Labor, God's presence in our profession, a biblical, theological, practical approach to the doctrine of work. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. 
Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. I'm Pastor Tom Hall of First Church Pittsburgh. Like you, I can't wait for this crazy time to be over. But in spite of how things seem, God isn't done with us. Join us at fpcp.org Sundays at 1045. Stream us on Facebook. Let's discover together how this story ends. Hint, Jesus wins. Every couple has a great story. How you met, how you married, how you made it through. We want to hear yours. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. Just go to wordfm.com and click the wedding stories banner to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own. John and Kathy will share the best on air from 4 to 6 p.m. You could win dinner on us, an overnight stay, or the grand prize will reveal very soon. Wedding stories presented by Word FM and Trinity Jewelers. Enter now at wordfm.com slash contests. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, boy, <sighs> Have you ever reached a point in your life where you go, you know, remember being a kid and going, well, when I'm older, I'll, I'll understand things better. I'll have a good idea of that. I thought the, that this morning. You did? <laughs> when, I, when you're older? Yeah. You know, I thought well, I'll get this someday, maybe. Someday. I, I don't know. A wisdom often is hard to come by, isn't no it? No kidding. Yeah. Um, I saw a piece about seven pieces of wisdom that most people don't learn until their forties. Oh, really? Okay. Seven pieces of wisdom that people don't learn to learn. Okay. If at that, right. Okay. Here's here's one. Number one. Okay. If you worry about how people will judge you, you'll never achieve anything. Okay. Well, that's a lot easier said than, I mean, that's something that you, that you know, but it doesn't mean you know how to practice it. Yeah, but it's something that needs to be said. It does need to be said. Right. You need yeah. to at least know the truth yes, of that you're right. instead of being a prisoner to the yes. opposite, which is like, oh, my God, all, all of a sudden, you know, for the rest of your life, you're performative. And then, you know, there's nothing there. You know, as your dad used to say, you know what people are thinking of you? Nothing. They're too busy They're thinking not. about themselves. Right. Thank you, Don. Thank you, people aren't thinking about you, Johnny. They're not thinking about you. Too busy thinking about themselves. Stop it. Okay. All right. Jeez. Huh? Get all excited there, man. Wisdom number two, there won't be, quote, plenty of time later to enjoy life. That's so true. Huh? That is very, very true. <laughs> Heck yeah. 
It goes by too fast, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know, you know what is hard. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to understand what I mean. Even though I'm going to do a horrible job explaining it, when, when you're in a really great moment, like I, there, I had this moment. It was the very last day of fall this year in 2020, and we had like an 80 degree, bright, sunny day in October. Mm-hmm. And I went uh, to the Frick. Remember, John, you had you had, we had talked the day before on the show I about you to go. And I said, I'd never been to the Frick. And you were like, uh, what is wrong with you? And I said, I don't know, but I feel badly about myself. I'm going tomorrow. Anyway, so you I went did. to Clayton. So I went to Clayton oh. and I, I went to the Frick Museum and the whole thing. Anyway, that was the most perfectly beautiful fall day I think I've ever seen in my whole life. No kidding. And as I sat there, I wanted to collect it. I wanted to enjoy it fully. I want it, but you can't, you, it's like wind. Like you try to get your arms around it and it goes away. You just, that's one of the, I don't know, one of the uh, ways that being a human on earth in this present moment is, is a prison that you can't fully embrace the things that you want to. Right. I think what you're saying, that's why a lot of people try to become good writers. Yeah. Because they want to try to get at that. Right. To save that, yeah, that kernel, yeah. Okay, wisdom three. There's only one real financial freedom, no matter how much money you have in the bank. Money worries contribute to the fear of growing old. If you're relying on an employer to keep you on the books or on the stock market to hold up its value, then yes, you'll wake up each morning with a nervous pang in your gut. With each passing year, that fear will turn you more cynical So save your money, cultivate your ability to earn money without the aid of an employer. Your ability to generate income on your own neutralizes the fear of financial vulnerability. Well, no kidding. Yeah. All of us would love to be able to say that we're self-employed and we were able to generate that income without an employer. But I think probably 90, I don't know, 6% of the populace is not in that position. No, 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 that's not true. I think more than ever, right, with side gigs. Cultivate your ability to earn money without the aid of an employer. I mean, side gigs are important for a lot of people. And we they live in the important. age of they side gigs, important. do we right. not? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm, I guess I'm just saying it's not that I th- most people are not self-employed. Right. But there's also the value of side gigs. No, no, you're right. It's a good point. You know, people are thinking about you. They're not. They're, not. They're too busy thinking about not. themselves. <laughs> okay. Wisdom number four. Okay, I'm ready. It's vital to cultivate friendships with people older and younger than you. Gosh, yes. Vital. Absolutely. It is so important. Mm. It is so important. I was in a small group at church uh, when we were early married and had had babies with people that were 30 years older than us. It was one of the best things we've ever done. Yeah. I told you, I was talking to my sister a while ago and I said, I got to call my friend, Bob. It's his 78th birthday. She was like, you know, you're old when your friend is 78 and you know, she was messing around with me, but it's good. Yeah, it is good. You need to hang out with some old yes, people. Yes, of course. You know, and that's why we hired Mike Duffy. That's right. Cause, <laughs> we, cause we were like, we want to know what some yeah. crazy 35 year olds thinking right now. I got to tell you, we want to fatten them up. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife and I did that right before we got married. We made it a po- we made a point to talk to a younger couple, a middle aged couple, and an elderly couple, mm. and just mm. to just to seek advice and wisdom. And I tell you what, that was the best. I mean, we got marriage counseling. It was we had to get marriage counseling before we got married. That was part of it. Uh, the uh, prerequisite prerequisite of uh, having our pastor marry us. Um, yeah. But that in and itself 
Oh my gosh, we gained so much wisdom from that. So yeah. that is that's good stuff, yep. John. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we say seven? I don't know. Oh, I think we did. Relationships are like French fries. Yeah, we did uh, say seven. Okay. And uh, wait, relationships sunk... are like French fries. What? I can't go into it. I hear the music playing right now. <laughs> what? No, the you French... got seventeen you seconds talk to about... talk about. You can't talk about the French fries because the music's distracting. <laughs> Number seven. Me. There's no quicker path to misery than conditional happiness. Oh, that's wow. so true. Also, okay. Are you kidding me? Okay, so you got like five and a half pieces of wisdom. Okay. <laughs> 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The House will try to push the vice president and cabinet to remove President Trump from office under the 25th Amendment. Meanwhile, impeachment proceedings are set for Wednesday. The FBI and Department of Justice addressing their law enforcement efforts in the wake of last week's deadly breach at the U.S. Capitol building, which claimed five lives. Law enforcement still asking for the public's help to identify those who participated in the breach. Former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder, his health director, and other ex-officials have been told they're being charged after a new investigation of the Flint water scandal. The U.S. government's plans to carry out the first execution of a female inmate in nearly seven decades are now on hold. Stocks shook off a midday slide and ended broadly higher. The Dow gained 60 points. The Nasdaq ahead 36. This is SRN News. When was the last time you watched your home movies? If you're like most, there's a box in your closet of videotapes, film reels, and photos that don't get watched. Worse, they're degrading. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. Ten years ago, we started Legacy Box to help families convert their aging media to digital. Here's how it works. Fill Legacy Box with your camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. We professionally digitize and send them back on DVDs, thumb drives, or the cloud, ready to watch and share. Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted home movie and photo digitizer. Over 450,000 families have used Legacy Box, and we've been featured on Good Morning America, Rachel Ray, and The Today Show. Dust off those recorded moments and preserve your family's history so it can be easily passed down for generations. Experience peace of mind and enjoy reliving the glory days. Order your Legacy Box today. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX for a limited time to get 40% off your order. That's LegacyBox.com LBOX for 40% off. LegacyBox.com LBOX. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film. Billionaire radical George Soros and the scheme to remake America online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire radical George Soros and the scheme to remake America online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com. Get 20% off with promo code Pittsburgh. That's SalemNow.com promo code Pittsburgh. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner. 
where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Patchy clouds expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 28. We'll see periods of clouds and sunshine for tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 42. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night. We'll see a low of 32. Thursday, mostly cloudy skies. We'll reach a high Thursday of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along to the 5 o'clock hour. Boy, I, I hate, I, I hate to say, I'm happy oh, no. to say it. Here we go. Here it is. Look it's how getting, bright it is. It's getting brighter, right? It is getting brighter. I'm telling you, you guys, it's 5 after 5. It's, I mean, the sun is coming. All right. Yeah. I mean, right? it's totally overcast in every way, but John's like, no, it's coming on the happy train. So it's what, what's today today? January what? Uh, 12th, 12th. Okay. We got a long ways to go. <laughs> it's okay. You... I appreciate your optimism. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, during the four o'clock hour, we mistakenly called someone just out of the blue and brought them on the air. So mm-hmm. we're going to do a segment now. We're just going to call random people and invite them to be on the talk show. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. We'll just dial some numbers. And, and bring see, people up right, live see on who the answers. Because you never know. Right? <laughs> no, you don't know. I mean, it could be God ordained. Lord, I mean, might not bring be. us this stranger. Right. right? Well, that's scary, isn't it? Those poor people, all of a sudden they're live on the air. They're like, wait, I didn't. Yeah, I'm sorry, you've got the wrong person. It's like driving a jet airplane. What I like about it is this, this, you know, for those of you who weren't listening in the four o'clock hour, we were looking for Amy Peterson, who is our mm-hmm. guest, who we booked to be on our talk show here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we've done for 11 years. Yeah. Um, anyway, but because Amy P, you know, Amy Peterson was right next to I've typed Amy, in the wrong thing. Amy Peeler, we got the wrong number out and Mike called Amy Peeler, but we didn't realize the mistake until Amy was on the air. And she, and she said, revealed oh. it. she said, um, I think you're looking for the wrong person because I don't think this is my day to be on with you guys. Right. And she's apologizing. She to sounded us. grossly unprepared yeah. for this yeah. gig that she had not booked. And we're like, what? You got nothing? We just called you out of the blue. Don't you don't have, you have anything to share with our listening audience? Some what? wisdom, a joke, something. Hey, how about just a little anecdote? Let's <laughs> first along on our day. I mean, we got you on the spot. It's only 50,000 watts. Speak up, my friend. I don't know. Three states and around the world if you're online. I mean, yeah. what are you nervous about? Holy moly. <laughs> The heck, it's dangerous. In the wrong hands, the talk show can be a very dangerous thing here. Yes, I'm sure my listeners are thinking that same thing. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure they are. There are moments where they go, what's going on? Okay, listen, are you listening to music differently during the pandemic? 
Um, Are you staying much on course? I, Have you I not been experimental? Much, I very much was listening to music for longer and more deeply at the very beginning of the pandemic. In fact, it was how I was surviving for a while. Um, and But in the last six months, I think I've kind of gotten to back, you know, the I think I'm listening to music less because I'm not in my car. Oh, really? So you're not playing it around the house? I am playing. We are playing it around the house. We are. But I just mean overall, if you were like looking at the amount of time that I'm listening to music, I'd probably say that I'm down based on where I was pre-COVID. Right. Okay. I mean, I just bring this up because, you know, there's so much that's available right now. Um, I saw a piece in today's Wall Street Journal, the staying inside guide, jazz live from your living room. Mm. So what's cool is people are live streaming, you know, live performances. The only thing is there's no audience there. And there's literally no exaggeration, thousands and thousands of places you can go to to check out some really fascinating things. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So I wonder, you know, we are so hungry to be out and about. There are some benefits we're getting. People have adapted to the pandemic in creative ways. Right. The other, uh, what I have done a lot more since the pandemic started is I've watched a lot more live music on YouTube. Mm, what's that like? Well, it's been really good. I mean, as far as live music, I'm not saying it's happening live as I'm watching it. I'm saying that it's a live concert or something right, like that. Right. So there's so, Trombone Shorty from 2015. Right, right. Something like that. Um, I was watching uh, Peter Gabriel, the Secret World live tour uh, from, it had to be like 98. What? Yeah, the whole concert is on youtube it is so awesome what? i love Peter oh Gabriel. is it excellent oh i loved it in fact i loved it so much that we watched it again the next night hold on i'm gonna make a point yeah. of that peter it gabriel is, it is really really good um i found this group called tuba skinny you find these groups i know this group called tuba skinny is like um it's a like a classic new orleans stomp band um and they uh they they have youtube songs um cuts that are released where they just play on a street in new orleans they're just outside playing and people walk by and some people dance and some people say hi and some people throw them a dollar or ten dollars or whatever that's cool. and they are awesome tuba skinny that's tuba a, that's skinny a, yeah that's another group that i've really defined stomp band well it's like a new orleans like kind of like uh syncopation like classic um you know, it's kind of like a, it, it has a dance beat to it, but it's, um, it's kind of classic swing music, New Orleans style. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's one of those things that if you heard it, you'd recognize it. Yeah. Wynton Marsalis has, you know, plays it perfectly. Like he plays everything else. Um, Harry Connick Jr. has played at Ellis Marsalis, um, Dr. J, The Meters. So it's a new those are all like different variations of that kind band. of music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, so check out Tuba Skinny. All right, good. You ever um do you uh subscribe to any of those music services like you know uh Spotify no. or anything like that? No, I buy CDs. You buy CDs. Mm-hmm. So th- this is 1998 for you. Yep. Because I'm telling you, if you're married to or you are a musician, the best way to support a musician is to buy their music. Mm-hmm. Don't don't subscribe to a, a streaming, streaming service, service because they get like unbel- they get like, you know, cents out of a play but if you buy the cd you're really investing in them so like my husband and i have really gotten into rival sons which is a rock group since uh covid started Mm -hmm. and um so i have just bought all the cds very nice okay 
Do you know Rival Sons? I do not. Oh my gosh. Really? They're, they're rock and rollers. Yeah, they're from uh, Long Beach, California. Hmm. They're a the favorite music. rock band. Um, who else? Uh, Wolfpack, of course. I mean, that was at the very beginning of COVID. I kind of came upon Wolfpack, and now yeah. all three of us have listened to them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, like the like happy, it's like the happiest music on earth. It is. And they, they expand and contract depending upon where they are. Sure. Right? Yeah. They have all sorts of iterations of, you know, four people or 11 people or 15, yeah, 15 people or whatever. People, yeah, yeah. Uh, their their uh, concert live at Madison Square Garden is like Holy 10 smokes. out of 10. Am I making that up? It's a giant party. It's a giant party. Isn't it a giant party? Everyone's Huge. happy. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, yeah, just kind of curious. I knew that you'd be the person to talk to you about interesting and yeah, odd I, I, w- music. I wish I would have prepared something. I probably could have come up with no, more, but like those were, the f- those were the uh, ones off the top of my head. I'm more than happy with that. Daniel Darling is with us next. Resist the Pharisee temptation on social media. Mm. All right. We'll turn that page next. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh Christian Talk, Word FM. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Build your life upon the solid rock. The rock is Jesus himself. He is the solid foundation. And this do-it-yourself plan for life or family, hey folks, it's not working. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through refinance. Or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app. 
the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. One Place lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free One Place app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for One Place. That's One Place. Well, if you want to feel disgusted or joyful, you go onto your favorite social media site and either you dead death scroll or you chime in. You mean doom scroll? Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a mess. It, it is, is a mess. And why are we as a society so quickly addicted to it? I mean, 15 years ago, nobody was doing this. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, we put up barriers and camps and little echo chambers where everybody's on board, or it feels like everybody's on board. We should say anybody who's anybody, right? right. Those people who aren't doing anything like that, what, what are you doing? You're just kind of wasting your time. Well, Daniel Darling is with us. Dan is Senior Vice President, National Religious Broadcasters Association. He's author of several books, including The Dignity Revolution. He wrote a piece at the Gospel Coalition called Resist the Pharisee Temptation on Social Media. Dan, welcome back to the show. Well, I'm glad to be here with you guys during these uh, very difficult times. Thank you. Well, Dan, there's not much to talk about, is there? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Oh, my my goodness. What a, yeah. what a uh, year or 12 or 16 months or however long it's been, uh, it's been for us. Yeah. And it seems like this era was made for social media and I don't mean that in a good way, but it does. It seems like there are so many issues that are going on from COVID, you know, all the different elements about COVID that people are arguing about, whether they don't want to wear a mask or they hate Dr. Fauci, or they think that they should be free to do whatever they want to do. And they shouldn't be constrained by somebody telling them that they have to wear something if it's for the good of somebody or whatever. So all of that, you know, has been digested ad nauseum on social media. Plus then you add in the political theater, um, right, between Republicans and Democrats over the first impeachment, then you add on all the things that happened last Wednesday. I mean, it's just we're, and it's just hard to keep up with all of it. It really is. And, uh, you know, there's, it's a combination of several factors. I mean, on the one level, you know, we know way more now than we ever did in terms of news and what's going on. Um, so we're more anxious because we're 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 find out everything quickly with alerts on our phones or our social media mm-hmm. feed. But, but I also think, um, you know, there's a, there's a perverse incentive on social media, which is what I was kind of getting at in the article to kind of let everybody know that we're on the right side, that we're not one of those people. And, you know, we we're and again, I, it's important for us to speak out and to be involved in these conversations, to speak up and speak against evil and all those things. But then there's, there's a real incentive, particularly for Christians to sort of be like the Pharisee in Luke 18, who looks over at the despised tax collector and says, I'm so glad I'm not like that person. You know, Mm -hmm. that is really the temptation on, on uh, these platforms. Right. Because everybody's on the right side. Right. I mean, especially, you know, we're trying to signal to whatever group we're with or tribe we're with that, hey, I'm with you and I'm not with them. Uh, Part of the problem and part of the reason we have so much incivility is we tend to join groups and tribes, not because we have shared interests, but because we have shared hatreds. 
and we're together because we unite in hating the other uh, people, the other side. Oh, Dan, is that really what it's come down to? That we are an army of haters against the other side and united in that, in this battle now that feels like life and death that people are locked into. I mean, it's just, talk about despair. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Kath and I, we're talking a little earlier today. I mean, how low can we go as a country where we, we just so dislike and distrust each other? I mean, it just goes beyond neighbor versus neighbor. It's family versus family. It's church member versus church member. We are so far away from each other. Yeah, we are. And I, and I think there's a few things for that. I think, number one, we're, we've, you know, this has been a hard year. So we've all going through a lot where people have been shut up in their homes. Uh, we've seen friends and family members uh, get sick or die from COVID. We've had a divisive election. We've had racial tension. Um, and I think we've increasingly sorted ourselves into warring tribes. Uh, and I, the solution, it, it's hard to know what exactly the solution, except, you know, as Christians, we say that, uh, you know, we should be the kind of people who um, reach across these different tribes and and uh, love people who are not like us and, um, you know, respect uh, and love people because they're made in the image of God, not because of their opinions or they agree with us. Uh, but we have a lot of work to do, and I think the church has been caught up sadly, in a lot of this incivility, and sometimes we're leading uh, some of the incivility, and I think we need to reflect and repent from that as well. Daniel Darling's with us, Senior VP at the National Religious Broadcasters Association, the author of a bunch of books, including The Dignity Revolution, and the latest is The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the church, Dan. Let's have a judgment begin with the house of God. Um, We treat each other really badly online. I mean, it's embarrassing a lot of the time. I watched a... Um, Christian to Christian. Yeah, Christian to Christian. I watched a an argument devolve on Twitter a couple of days ago that I couldn't believe. It was like I was watching it. I, I was watching people flay each other real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was over It was over a theological issue um, related to, you know, uh, complementarianism in the church. And uh, if people aren't familiar with that term, it's just, you know, a belief that uh, that men and women have different roles to play in the church and they're gender specific. And anyway, it was it just it was so inane after five minutes, not to mention the fact that after 10 minutes, it was just hateful. Um, Mm. And so Christians are doing this as much as anyone else. Yeah, we really are. And it's really tragic. I mean, I do think we can have substantive debate and discussion online. Uh, But I think we have forgotten a few things when we do this. I think, first of all, we forget that we're in public. Um, You know, that imagine, let's say you have 100 followers or 100 friends on Facebook, which is not very hard to do. Imagine a room of 100 people and you're having a conversation with someone else over a difference of opinion. You probably act differently because those people are watching. Imagine you have 1,000 followers or 10,000 or then you're talking, you know, stadiums full of people or 100,000 people, and you're having this discussion in front of a lot of people. I think your tone and your temperament would be different. We forget we're in public. I think, secondly, we forget the humanity of the people we're disagreeing with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, re- we, re- we reduce people down to their argument as if um, that's all we think about them. And I think the third thing is 
there's a bit of a performative aspect that we're trying to show people that we're right and that we're and so I think we have to kind of take a step back and say, what am I doing here? How am I ha- conducting this argument? And social media uh, rewards argument and incivility. But as Christians, we need to be countercultural and say, I'm going to seek unity. I'm going to seek peace. I'm going to seek love, even if it costs me going viral or costs me attaboys from my tribe or costs mm-hmm. me something. Uh, we're talking to Dan Darling, and by the way, you know Dan's a really good follow on Twitter. <laughs> Dan, I, I he count won't argue you, with you. I, I, yeah, I won't argue. He won't argue with you. Um, I count you <laughs> as one of the same. I, I do. I count you as one of the same voices on Twitter. Uh, and people can enter into social media differently. I think the the temptation is that you want to make an impact. You want to get clicks. You want to get likes. I mean, that's all been discussed. Uh, you know. Uh, ad nauseum, as I said before. But I think another thing is that you can enter into social media um, as an empty vessel looking to be filled. And I think that that's a mistake. You know, if you're, if you're going into it with no viewpoint of your own, no foundation of your own, man, you can go down every rabbit trail. And then, you know, two years later, you're a person you don't even recognize. That's such a really good point, Kathy. And I'm glad you brought that up because um, we have to ask ourselves, and I think we're asking ourselves even more in light of what happened Wednesday, we realized, man, some people that uh, we know or are friends or are Christians are caught up in some really wild conspiracy theories and ideas, and uh, how did it get this far? And, you know, when I was a kid, my parents rightly would warn me of the ways that Hollywood and pop culture could corrupt you toward mm-hmm. uh bad worldviews. And I still believe that. We, I warned my kids about that. But I think we also need to be warned about the way that the content we're consuming every day is shaping us, right? I mean, Romans talks about that we are to renew our minds. And if we're being catechized and formed every day by the political stuff and some of these really, you know, like you said, you can go down a rabbit trail in any direction, right, left, right. middle, whatever on stuff, and come away not recognizing who you are, which really tells me I think we need good community, offline community, where we got people in our lives saying, you know, I think you've gone a little too far with this, or are you sure about this? And we might need be the people who say that to people who are starting to go down a path of, of that. You know, the Bible talks in terms of um, character traits in the pastoral epistles. One of the things we often miss is uh, a character trait of you know, not given to controversy, not given to quarrels, mm, not yes. searching, yeah, yeah. After, searching after these kinds of things. And I think we need to kind of renew our, ourselves when we think about discipleship in that way. Right. No, but, Dan, but you know, I also think, though, that, you know, to bring up Kathy's point even a little further, that the backlash on social media is defined, I think, for a lot of people by by what we are and especially by what we are not. Because if you would identify as a Christian on social media, then um, then all of a sudden there's, you know, a litmus test that we go, well, if you're a Christian, then you must love this country. I do. Well, and then if you love this country, then you must be a white nationalist. Now, wait a second. That's, mm-hmm. a, you know, that, there's a huge leap there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, as you engage in conversation with those who are unlike you, labels are presented and, you know, there's layers of things that you sort of 
have to work through to even find a common ground. And that even presupposes you want to find a common ground because most people are just more intent on defining themselves or defending themselves against what they consider to be an onslaught of misinformation or out and out lies. That's such a great, great point because, you know, the, the, the tendency to label, to broad brush, to, to castigate a perceived foe is so strong. And I think it's especially strong for Christians to kind of stand up and say, uh, you know, we think we're being prophetic to our own people by, by saying all this stuff about whether it's about evangelicals, whether it's about other groups. And when in reality, we're just kind of signaling again, like the Pharisee in the temple, hey, I'm willing to beat up my own tribe in order to get affirmations from people who I, I think I need affirmation from, uh, that I want to be known or seen as. And I think a lot of this comes back to our security, that if we understand that we are in Christ and we are known by God and God knows our name, then we can enter these spaces and be on these platforms with security. We don't have to try to pretend to be someone or not. We don't have to, right. as you said, yeah, Kathy, yeah. to have someone fill, the, fill that void and shape us in that way. Um, and, and I think John is exactly right that there's an overly broad brush to blame certain groups, to blame certain people. I'm, I'm actually quite amazed when I even read, and I'm on Twitter a lot, but I read Christian leaders who I think they think they're speaking out and trying to be bold, but the way that they talk about the people that they are supposed to lead you know, you can't lead a people that you despise, and you can't be prophetic to a people before you've first been pastoral. No one's going to hear a word of rebuke from us if uh, they first don't sense that we are one of them and we're, we're for them. And I, I think that's something we have to remember, you know. Daniel Darling is with us. Uh, Dan's the senior VP at the National Religious Broadcasters Association. Hey, Dan, we need to take a break. Can you stay with us for a couple minutes? I'd love to. Terrific. When we come back, let's talk about how it is that we can maintain and even encourage the dignity of people online that we might disagree with. That's next on The Ride Home. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. 
Enjoy. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Securing your Wi-Fi connections is an important element of protecting your personal data. For maximum security, your network should include only devices with the latest in security technology, properly locked down with Wi-Fi protected access encryption, and a strong password. This is especially important when using public Wi-Fi locations. They are prime locations for hackers to steal your personal and financial data. A public service message from the Consumer Electronics Association. The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with the ring-tailed lemur from Progressive. Or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle. With the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Patchy clouds expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 28. We'll see periods of clouds and sunshine for tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 42. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night. We'll see a low of 32. Thursday, mostly cloudy skies. We'll reach a high Thursday of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. talking about our online life as a reflection of us as believers in Jesus Christ. Daniel Darling is with us. Dan is the author of The Dignity Revolution. He's also Senior Vice President, National Religious Broadcasters Association. All right, Dan. So let me uh, create a scenario here that, you know, I've seen played out several times, but this is a made up one. Say I'm on Twitter this evening and I see someone who I know is a believer and he uh, has a public platform. Um, He has a lot of followers on Twitter and he says something that I think is not orthodox as far as Christian belief. And he has expressed it in a way that would make a non-believer or maybe someone who's just, you know, not knowledgeable um, that uh, this is true Christianity. And I decide uh, that I can't let this stand. So I have to get on Twitter and I have to respond to him and I have to say, look, that's not Christianity. That's not following Jesus, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But uh, because of my uh, human sin nature and because of my uh, reckless character and my need for more clicks, I end up like completely ruining him um, online. I am unkind. I am attributing the worst motives to him. um, And and I leave feeling better and really righteous about the fact that I stood up for Jesus 
Jesus. And I let everyone know that that guy is not really a Christian, but I am. Um, And so that is exactly what you're warning against because the end result of something like that would be. What? Well, I think there's a couple thoughts here. First of all, if we back up to that first impulse to do something and say something, yeah, uh, that's that. not always that's not always wrong. You know, sometimes you know we should speak out or say something, and I'm want to do that. But I think what we need to do in that moment is obey James one nineteen, and it's, uh, everyone be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. You know, you, there's such a mm-hmm. adrenaline rush when you when you're when you think you're right and you you want to do this and just calm down a little bit before you just quickly type out that Real tweet. Somebody. And I, then I think you might, you might ask somebody that, you know, like um, that you trust, text it to them and say, I'm thinking about tweeting this. What do you think? Uh, get a little feedback on it. Um, also just try to consider the humanity of the person. Like how, how can I do it in a way that even if I disagree, I can invite a question. Are you sure this is right? Is this what you mean to say? Um, have you considered this? You know, yeah. I mean, Dan, the way that Kathy described it, I, I would say, you know, if that was the person, there's a lot of soul sickness going on there. And I think maybe that's what we see. We do see people who uh, who are sick in their soul, who are mouthing off, trying to make themselves, okay. you know, be the hero. So or in look this better. scenario, so in, in this scenario, I would be the soul sick person because yes. I would feel like it's up to me. <laughs> I have to, I have to write this wrong. I That's have horrible. To, I have to represent Jesus. I have to call out that other person. But if you're walking around like yeah. that, obviously there's a lot of deeper issues. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes we should speak out and sometimes we should be strong. Uh, but is this the right moment? Am I, am, am I doing it? Let's say we have said something or we, we've, we've tweeted something that, um, man, we regret it. I think there's a couple of things we could do. I think one, we could say, you know, uh, I should have worded this better or, mm-hmm. or Hey, uh, you know, yeah. something like that. If you have a dialogue back and forth, you know, you can have a, try to keep the conversation civil with someone you disagree with. I try to end the conversation by saying, you know, Hey, you raised some good points. I don't think I land where you land, but, um, um, you know, this has been a good conversation or something like that. I also think we have to ask ourselves before we press send, Okay, maybe I need to speak out on this, but maybe not. You know, even though I disagree strongly, even though this is wrong, is this the right moment for me to do this? Am I the right person? Do I want to say this? Just because someone said something wrong on the internet, I have to respond. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, you're making a good point. Now, you brought up something that I thought was really instructive, and that is that when someone – so if back to my scenario. Someone has tweeted something that I think just has to be corrected. Um, it might be an appropriate time to say, let me just clarify this. Did you mean X? So ask a clarifying question before I go in all guns blazing. Well, and I think – uh, again, I think we ask ourselves, am this is wrong? I need to say something or no, this is wrong. You know, someone needs to say something. You ask ourselves, am I the right person to say it? Am I the right person to speak? And, you know, is this the right moment? Just because something someone's wrong on the internet doesn't mean I have to speak to it. Right. Um, and yeah, you might yeah. speak to it, you, you, you know, you might speak to it, but do I need to speak to it in the same form? You know, I might talk privately with people. I might want people. You know, there's there's just a lot of different things that go through our heads. If we decide to speak, you know, can we do it in a way that shows the love of Christ but while still being firm? You know, First Peter three fifteen, 
caution against is that we should have an answer for every person for the hope that lies within us, but do it with gentleness and kindness. So we can have civility and courage at the same time. Now, if we've messed up and we've tweeted it and we've said it and it's out there, we can also apologize and say, you know, I, I still firmly believe this, but I could have worded this differently. Um, I apologize for that. Or, um, what? Apologizing you know, I, online? What a, that's a crazy idea, Dan. <laughs> you know, I would like to actually see Christian leaders exhibit more humility online. Me There's too. so much certitude. Me too. There's so much certitude. There's so much puffed out self-righteousness. Yep. And I just wish a little bit more, especially on the things that are hard. You know, voting, how we vote, who we vote for, how we go about politics, how we exactly do it. A little bit more even-handedness, a little bit more open, a little bit more saying, you know, I may not be seeing this right, but this is where I see it from here. Um, That that may make the the diehards in our coalition think we're a squish, but I think we got to just have a little bit more humility and say we we could do better. You know, listen, I agree with that, Dan. I I witnessed something on Twitter the other night. This is a real story. This is not something I'm making up. This is not a hypothetical, but um, I saw a gentleman online who I follow and I'm not going to bring up his name because I don't have his permission to talk about this. But um, he actually came online after Wednesday, after the after the events of the Capitol, and he apologized for what he had said. He was he he, uh, operates Mm -hmm. in a prophetic mindset. And he had prophesied something that he believed would happen and he had put it out publicly and he issued a multi-page apology, not just like, oh, you know, I'm sorry you misunderstood me or I'm sorry. Like it was an actual apology. I read the whole, I thought, holy cow. I don't think I've seen an an actual full-throated I'm sorry on Twitter. I, I don't even know the last time. There should be an apology button. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, really, I would love to see more apologies, and, and I've seen a few of those, and, and not not apologizing for standing up for truth, not sure. apologizing for things that you didn't actually do, because I think sometimes cancel culture forces people to kind of apologize oh, for things God. they're not responsible for. Right, right, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that, sure. that having been said, I, I think a little bit more humility on the secondary and tertiary issues to say, um, you know, especially when it comes to election time or, or whatever, and say, this is where I'm seeing it from my vantage point, but I, I hear what other people are saying, and um, uh, I may not be right about this, but this is, this is how I think given, given the circumstances you know, and given what I've seen. You know, Paul says we see through a glass darkly. We don't see clearly. We don't see everything clearly. We, we are not infallible. Our insights, our wisdom, our, uh, our life experience is not infallible. And I think a little bit less certitude on the issues that we know not that that are not you know key doctrinal issues would be I think would be good a good model. <laughs> I agree. I'm into that a little humility. Dan, always a pleasure. Thanks yeah, so much thanks for being so with much. us. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate the ministry you you have there uh, on the radio. God bless you. Resist the Pharisee temptation on social media. Dan Darling's with us, uh, his latest book, The Dignity Revolution. We come back. Does this make sense? 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you know that you know that you're saved? 
You ought not to be a doubting Christian. You ought to be a shouting Christian. You ought not to have a hope-so salvation. You ought to have a no-so salvation. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Back to the Basics, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. And now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call one 800 391 You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Make sense, John. Does what make sense? 24 hour cable news. One hundred percent. Absolutely not. Never. It's this is one of the central cores of the demise of this great country of ours. Ted Turner, God bless him. He made himself a billionaire by inventing that. But man, that's a hot mess, isn't it? That makes no sense to me. Do you think it makes sense? No, of course I don't think it makes oh. sense. It turns news, Good. it turns actual events into like oh um, entertainment blurbs 
or potential entertainment bombs. And you have to take the events of the day and you have to make them into a bomb so that you can keep people watching your station. Oh. And it just gets people matter and matter and matter. It's the worst. And as long as they keep the people watching, their own people watching, that's all they care about. So they give those people more of what they want so that those people can keep on watching and their advertising dollars can go up. I mean, it's just... You just gave me a headache by describing it. It's ideologically doomed. Holy smokes. Doomed. Okay, and so, we're just, we're living in the cesspool of it, every single one of us. So 24-hour cable news does not make sense. Right. This kind of goes hand in hand with that subject. How about like you see these commercials on aforementioned programs? And it's like somebody's anniversary. What do they give that's so heartwarming? And it's received very well. Oh, you got me floor mats from Weather Bubble. Oh, <laughs> that is so, I love that so much. Because, you know, I've been out shopping everywhere, and you've been sitting on the couch buying floor mats and the cup holder from Weather Bubble. Oh, I love it. Nobody does that. No. no one does that at all. Nobody wants a floor mat for a gift. From Weather Bubble. It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, well, you know what else I have to add to that? Huh. What about the people that are buying cars for On their Christmas? For Christmas. Well, no. Who's it, doing that? Somebody who's a billionaire. Okay, how many people are doing that? I don't know. I know. Did you ever get a car? I never got a car for a gift. <laughs> got a car. Oh, wait a second. What I did get mean? a car for a gift. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, I take that back. I did get a car for a gift. Okay, well, it wasn't a new car, and it didn't wasn't matter. like a high-end car, and it didn't come with a big bow around it. I was happy to have it. I'll tell you that. Dang it. Yeah, okay, I get that. But the car would be better for Christmas if you're it right had a floor mat, got a floor right. mat no, from Weatherbubble. Right. I totally, you're right. You're right. That's all. That doesn't make any sense to me, and everybody acts like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense at all. All right, that's us today. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kirk Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. My dad and I's faith-focused mortgage team has been telling our story to the best Christian radio audiences across the country for a while now. We've gotten to take care of thousands of families, and these are some messages some of those families were nice enough to leave with their radio station. I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Ryan a call just to see if it makes sense. Interest rates had fallen so drastically that we were able to save hundreds of additional dollars off of our mortgage. So it's been such a blessing to our family in this time of when the pandemic has hit us hard. And it just was a reminder that God can work in little ways, even like a refi. <laughs> They make it so simple and easy. It's just always such a joy to talk to them. You can tell that they just love what they do and that they're just excited. They have the same values as us. We knew we could trust them. It was just a great experience all around. We 
our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Help at Home, formerly XL Home Care, can provide a warm, family-like environment with a Help at Home caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call Help at Home, 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950. Looking for an easier way to find your next call center or accounting job? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of more than 830 locations to support any job search. And there's never a fee. I used to have more hair. I used to have more color. And I used to have cancer. I beat it. I did not alone. I used to have no idea what the American Cancer Society did. Research, yeah, but also free rides to chemo and free lodging near hospitals. I used to maybe give a little, then I got so much back. I used to have cancer. Please give at cancer.org. Okay, so... Vaccines are starting to roll out now with, in, you know, in, increased frequency, right? People right. are getting vaccinated once. I just saw a friend of mine got her second one today. Yeah, that's super cool. Okay, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's excellent news. Well, yep. you know, everyone's waiting. She's a line. physician, by the way, if you're wondering why I have a friend who got the second shot. Oh, yeah, those people on the front lines. So um, sooner rather than later, I think, people will start to travel again. People will start to move, right, in legitimate ways. So, I uh, saw a piece, Where to Travel After COVID, 25 Inspiring uh, Escapes. Oh, okay. okay. Where is this? Where is this? This is from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Um, in a survey conducted in December by a research firm, Destinations Analyst, over 53% of U.S. respondents said the vaccine made them optimistic that they can travel safely within the next six months. And mm. travel planning is going through the roof. So the lid is going to be taken off and, you know, People are going to be clogging just to get away. Right. Okay. So this is the first uh, recommendation. Now, that, granted, uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. So keep this in mind when I when I bring this up. Chic family reunions. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're saying you know the Zoom calls with family members are growing tiresome. Uh, they, they bring up the itinerary of Dr. Gina McRae. She's from Birmingham, Alabama. She's a radiologist. She is planning a three generation trip, age fourteen to eighty, abo- aboard a ship called the Silver Seas Silver Whisper, a June cruise from Southampton, England to Reykjavik, Iceland. Mm, That sounds fabulous. No way am I doing that. Okay, they say they hope to be vaccinated before. Now here, they talk about all that. And then at the very end, they get the details. From $10,500 per night, four night minimum per person. (laughs) So you're spending $40,000 for four nights? Yep. More than $40,000. Forty four thousand dollars. I mean, okay, forget that. Okay, close. I'm to, not going on. I I got to be honest with you. I've cruise? never been on a cruise. I have zero interest in being on one now. No. Yeah, me too. Forget I'm not it. a cruise person. No. No. Okay. How about this? Hutton Brickyards in Kingston, New York, expects to open in April. Thirty-one cabins and suites on seventy-three acres of rolling hills along the Hudson River, hmm. perfectly situated to give you all the togetherness you need and not a drop more from one fifty per night. That sounds great. Sounds great. 
I'd rather it was at the ocean, but I'm sure the Hudson River Valley, very nice. So yeah. okay. I say yes. For people who are tired of being with other people, mm-hmm. there are alone trips. <laughs> <laughs> a nine-day South Korean tour includes uh, cooking with a monk in a forest monastery for the princely sum of $7,500 per person. All right. That's a lot. I don't want to cook okay. with a monk in a forest. I don't somewhere. think I, I need to do that. It sounds exotic, but I don't feel like it's like, if I, I don't feel like that's the first thing I want to do when I'm out of COVID lockdown. Yeah, I do this in a hot minute. This next one. Tell me. Trek, the bike people, their multi-ride camp bike tours, seven day trip through Texas hill country mm. with a fortified barbecue and beer. Nice. 1800 bucks. Okay. Wouldn't that be great to go on a bike tour with a bunch of people that you Yeah, love? except here's the thing. By the time COVID's over, and let, I need to keep up my current workout re- regimen, I wouldn't be able to pedal a bike. By the time it's over. Right. Right. So I need to keep up what I'm doing or I'm you know, completely useless. Okay. How about uh, bucket list blowouts? You can go to Egypt on a 13-day itinerary. No, I'm not going a, to Egypt right now. It's in high demand. The okay. Grand Egyptian Museum. Be fascinating, sure. The Valley of the Kings. Mm-hmm. That'll cost you nineteen thousand dollars a oh, person. I'm sure. that's, Come that's, on, people! Right, who's doing now, that? This is Come the on. Wall Street Journal. Okay, now that's right. That's the problem, right? I'd be happy to go to Lake Erie. Right. <laughs> Listen, guess what I did today? Mm. I went out for lunch. Oh. Where'd I haven't been. I have not been out for lunch since I was out for lunch with you three, you two, in March, at Bacon in Carnegie. That's the last time I was out for lunch. You went to a restaurant and sat down? Uh-huh. Where'd you go? North Park Lounge. How was it? Great. They thanked me about 18 times for coming. Really? Was it, yes. was it thin? Uh, well, it wasn't thin. I mean, it's just that there's no bar. You know, they have their bar basically, you know, wrapped up in plastic. Oh, that's You can worst. only seat at every other table. They have little huts outside that they've constructed. Huts. So that you can sit at a table for four in a heated hut that's just your own. Did you do that? I did not. I ate inside. <laughs> was anybody at the heated hut? Yeah, the, all the heated huts were filled. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, when you say heated hut, it makes me think of like, you know, my hot dog dream. Did I tell you about my, my hot dog dream? I'm sorry to say I've missed the hot dog dream. Well, I always wanted to have like, you know, like to have a hot dog stand. Oh, you have your hot dog stand? Yeah. King Tut's Wiener Hut. That's what you want to call it? Uh-huh. That's a horrible name. King Tut's Wiener Hut. Forget it. That'd be my hot dog stand. Stop on by. Come on, have a little hot dog at the like Wiener that. Hut. I don't even like that smell. You don't like the smell of a hot dog on the grill? On oh, the grill, man. but not those little rolly things. Who's not going to? No one's going to no. do. No serious like hot dog person's going to do a rolly thing. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. You stop by the King Tut's Wiener Hut, you get yourself a grilled dog. Well, I can't wait. And some home fries. Great. Okay. All right. So uh, listen, clearly the Wall Street Journal has uh, aspirations for people with big pockets to go on worldwide tours. Now for yourselves, yes, Mike, you and Kathy, you're headed out somewhere. COVID's over. You're yes. all backed up. The country is yours. Mm-hmm. You're headed where to do what with whom? Mike. Wow. Mm-hmm. Headed where <sighs> to do what with whom? I would say uh, all of my college buddies. And we'd probably go to a secluded island, like a beach island. Mm. Yes. Ooh. I don't know what the, where. That would, yeah. Paradise Island, I guess? Uh, yeah. Sure. Let's do Paradise sure. Island. Yeah. All the college buddies. All what the about college all the college buddies. buddies' wives? What are they doing? Uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to, to have some time 
for themselves they're too. Because they're with the kids. They're, <laughs> they're at home with the kids, Mike. Uh-huh. That's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. Twenty-seven <laughs> seconds. How about you, Kev? Right. Uh, if I'm going, I'm not. I'm not staying stateside. I was just talking to you with my what? daughter. I'm taking my husband and my two children. We're going to Amsterdam. Oh, nice. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Yeah. Amsterdam. And then we're going to really? go to Harlem after we're done on Amsterdam. John, yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, we're going yeah, to yeah. go to Corey Ten Boom's house, and we're going to yeah. go to the Anne Frank house. To be honest, that's exactly where I'm headed to. I'm going to New York City. So mm. nice to him twice. Give me people, people. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.